आई एम योर होस्ट निशांत गोयल एंड यू आर लिस्निंग टू सास बैकस्टेज ऑन दिस पॉडकास्ट वी इनवाइट सास बिल्डर्स फ्रॉम अराउंड द वर्ल्ड एंड आस्क हाउ द ग्रोथ प्रोस्पेक्ट इम्पैक्टेड देयर लाइफ सो दिस इज वेयर यू विल लर्न वट यू नीड टू गो थ्रू टू मेक इट बेक एंड नॉट जस्ट द प्ले बुक दैट नीड्स टू बी फॉलोड सो स्टे ट्यून्ड फॉलो फॉर मोर एंड लेट्स जंप इन इन दिस कन्वर्सेशन आवर टूडेज गेस्ट रॉबर्ट इज द ओनर ऑफ मेंबरशिप सर्विसेज इंक एंड इज द नंबर वन एक्सपर्ट इन सब्सक्रिप्शन मेंबरशिप रिटेंशन एज ऑफ टूडे ही इज द गो टू अथॉरिटी फॉर ओवर डिलीवरिंग द रेवेन्यू गोल्स बाय हैविंग हायर लीड कन्वर्जन एंड इवन हायर कस्टमर रिटेंशन मेकिंग इट अ सी आर ओज ड्रीमलैंड Welcome Robert to SaaS Backstage. Thank you. It's I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming Robert. To begin with, since you are a retention expert, how would you explain retention to a 5-year-old kid? Well, it's all about keeping your customers longer rather than having customers come in and leave. It's having customers come into a store over and over again. uh so that they buy from you versus anybody else okay and probably for a 5 year old i'd probably find a store that maybe that child knows so maybe there's an ice cream shop you know how we go to the ice cream store and sometimes we go to one store sometimes we go to another well retention is all about having us go to only that one store that business wants us to come to that store to buy ice cream every time we buy ice cream and retention is all about one getting us to be their loyal customer where we buy from them and nobody else and then number 2 helping us buy ice cream more often because instead of us going once a week for ice cream If we went three times a week for ice cream, that's more fun for us, right? And it's more money for the business owner. So true. The standard RFM analysis, as it goes, how recently people bought, how frequently they are buying, and how much they are buying. Exactly. And I think within the subscription business, particularly with SaaS, there is this tendency to get them in to a particular level. and we're focused on maintaining that subscription. And yes, some SaaS businesses are thoughtful about maybe upgrading subscribers to a higher level, but there's very rarely the idea of maybe we need to get them to buy other things from us within the month. You know, what other products, what other programs are there that we can make available for these customers to also buy? so that rather than paying us a subscription 12 times a year maybe they pay a subscription 12 times a year and they also make six other purchases with us throughout the year and you know back to your rfm analogy you know always thinking about how we can increase the amount of those transactions as well as the frequency of transactions that we have with the customer that's really kind of breaking that mold and thinking about those things are really one of the key drivers of what i do with saas businesses that's really interesting so when we talk about an established saas company well i would not use the term startup because 
it initially implies a couple of people. So mm-hmm. same person wears multiple hats. For an established company with well-defined divisions, who is responsible for retention? Well, it usually is nobody. Most often there is not somebody that's specifically in charge of retention. Sometimes it might live within the CMO. You know, there might be somebody there, but you know, very rarely does, to the extent that there is a person that is in charge of retention, it's either in the product department or it's in the marketing department or it's in customer service. And the fact is that none of those departments really have the full scope of authority to handle the retention element because it crosses over all of those segments because retention is really a function of making promises and keeping promises. And you've got to be able to have some direction and control of the promises made within marketing in order to make sure that you're going to be able to fulfill and exceed those with the product. And you're going to be able to have to make sure that you communicate in an effective way with those customers, doing welcome calls, when the customer calls in for support, being able to handle those customers properly. And really, there needs to be somebody in charge of retention that is working with all three of those departments in order to make sure that they're working together and that customer experience is the key priority. I've seen too often where maybe the CMO is excited about retention and focused on it, but the product people are so focused on their implementation schedule for their features that they're rolling out new features and not particularly focused on subscriber retention. And then the customer service team has got somebody else that's running it. And they're focused on shortening the length of calls. And so that they're all about efficiency and reducing costs and not necessarily on retention, And so the CMO is kind of orphaned, not able to really have a direct impact on these other departments because other people are managing them. And so that retention person really needs to be able to have control over each of those functions, or at least input and cooperation from each of those functions in order to be able to operate. Okay, that's interesting. And I'm not sure if it's a good thing. I believe it's not that people do Mm -hmm. not have a dedicated person for retention. I hear you. Yeah, it's uh, if they do, it's usually within a department. And but very rarely do I come up against an organization that has a dedicated person or team that's in charge of retention. And if I do, very rarely do they have the authority to actually implement what uh, anything. The last one I came up with that did have somebody He was squarely within the customer service team, Uh, but he didn't have any say uh, of of what happens in marketing or certainly what happens in product. So there was a massive disconnect when he was trying to get things done in other areas. Yeah, that would be really tough when your work spans four divisions and you're not allowed to do anything in the other three. Yeah, absolutely. So why do you think retention is hard? This is one aspect that people do not have a dedicated person for retention. And even when they do, the person usually does not have access to all the divisions. What else could be the reason why retention is so hard that 
almost everyone, more than 90%, possibly even 99% of SaaS companies fail at it. A lot of these even die out yeah. because of lack of retention. And uh, I think the key thing is a difference. There's a very big difference in a sale of a product versus a sale of a subscription. And you may even kind of experience this if you've thought about subscribing to a magazine or any kind of publication, you kind of think, well, you know, am I going to be able to really use that? So you might believe that that publication is fabulous and that you, you enjoy reading it when you do come across it. But when it comes to subscribing to it, it's like, wow, that's kind of a commitment. If it comes out weekly, you're really committing to yourself that you're going to read it each week. And then if it stacks up, you kind of feel bad because you haven't read it. And with the subscription offer, your customer is going through that in their head because your offer and your sales process doesn't begin when your customer receives and first experiences your sales process. Your sales process began years ago when this person first saw a sales offer and then purchased it and was disappointed. And that story is going in their head. Now, they could have been disappointed because they bought something and it wasn't delivered the way they had imagined it would, or they could be disappointed because they purchased it and they didn't actually use the thing that they had purchased. But either way, that's what those stories that are going in their head are impacting how they view your offer and whether or not they choose to buy. So the difference between that sale and retention is really all about you first need to get them emotional, get them excited, interested, and ready to buy. And then that sort of wears off after they've purchased. And you're, you must have a subscriber on-ramp that helps your subscribers become more excited after they purchased than they were even the moment that they purchased. Because now that other story is like, oh, wow, you know, I didn't, I knew I shouldn't have bought it because I know I wasn't going to get around to it and I can just cancel. And with a SaaS company and a product, it's important that you have them engage with it enough to use it so that they actually buy and continue to pay for it. It's it's a lot easier to, to, to quit than it is to actually do something with it. The other thing with a SaaS company, not only are you selling a tool, but you're also selling a point of view. You are bringing forth a solution to a particular problem that they have in their lives. So if you're selling Asana, a project management software, you not only are selling a software tool, but you're also selling this idea of how projects should be managed in order to be effective. And you not only have to sell the project leader, but you also must sell the members of the project. So they see this as a good thing. So when you are selling your tool, a demo of the tool is by no means sufficient. And when it comes to retention, giving them free training on how to use the tool you know, it's like, oh, well, you can choose to have this option on or that option on. You can choose to have that option on or that. It's like showing me how to do the options doesn't help me understand how to use the tool to solve my problem. In the same way that teaching me how to use a hammer 
doesn't help me build a house. I need the plans. I need to understand how the pieces come together and how I take my inputs, put them into your product and get the outputs that I'm looking for. That systems thinking and systems process is just as important on the onboarding as is this is how you use your tool and how you turn on and off different features. And that's really where on the SaaS side, many SaaS companies just fail is they get so stuck focused on teaching their product that they aren't teaching the system that the product is advocating. Okay, so what I understand is that the companies during the onboarding and doing some steps in their sales cycle, they should also focus on the system their product is part of or their product is promoting. So Exactly. That, okay. That's really interesting. Thank you. So how has the retention changed over the past few decades? Well, over the last several decades, monthly subscription really launched and became more popular than annual subscription. You know, we started in 2004. That's really when we saw more people choosing monthly subscriptions over buying annual subscriptions. Before that, I remember even launching monthly subscription offers in 2002, and they would give you all kinds of reasons that their religion didn't allow them to pay monthly for something. They just had to pay annual. They didn't want to have to owe money on a monthly basis. And so it was really kind of 2004 where there was a shift where customers started buying on monthly subscriptions, and those had a higher conversion rate than annual subscription offers. And what we found now you know, is that for a number of years from probably 2010 to, and certainly including 2020, uh, subscribers were interested in new subscriptions. It was kind of a, a treat to try something new. It was a little bit of an experiment and uh, they were interested in, in checking it out. And I think what we found since uh, 2020, and certainly this year in particular, that subscribers kind of prefer not to have a subscription if they can avoid it, quite honestly. But what they would really like is the solution to the problem. And so you don't see these kind of freebie subscribers anymore, but you have to earn the subscriber, both when they're a new subscriber and then in retention, because you know, kind of the novelty is worn off. And, you know, now they're used to the idea and they certainly are happy to pay for it, but, you know, they're not subscribing just to kind of check things out anymore. Wow. That's quite interesting how things have changed. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Thank you, Robert. Thank you for taking time out for this wonderful conversation. And it was great learning from you. I hope you enjoyed the conversation as well. Absolutely. It's an absolute honor to be part of the program. And certainly if uh, anyone else, any other questions about subscriptions, adding subscriptions to your existing business or improving your retention, feel free to check out my Be Unleavable channel on YouTube. And uh, there's a ton of free videos there and uh, all about adding subscriptions or, or making sure that you can grow your subscription. So just check out Be Unleavable on YouTube and uh, we'll see you there. I certainly will. Thank you so much. It's great to be able to connect with you. Wow, that was an enlightening conversation with Robert. I learned to see retention from a different lens altogether and the importance and vastness of a retention role in a subscription-based business model. 
I hope you learned something valuable as well from this conversation. And if you want to learn about how to increase the retention in your SaaS business, Robert's mini class on his website robertscrob.com is a great place to start. I'll see you in the next conversation.